I'm Anahi, award-winning U.S. and European certified floral designer, educator, and your host. If you are a florist, flower farmer, business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. I help you by providing insights through industry leaders and mentors through their stories, helpful tips, and tricks so that you too can take your floral business and design to the next level. I bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by True Client Pro. True Client Pro is an all-in-one business management solution for specifically florists. It is helping wedding and event professionals to scale and manage their business. You guys got to check this out. Be sure to head on over to show notes for the link to a 30-day free trial. Believe me, from what I've seen, I think you're going to love this. All right. So welcome back, Christy. And today we're talking about or following up with our business saga, if you will. And then we're talking about tracking final tier in our wedding, in your wedding sales system, right? Um, Right. In the lead generator. Right. Because you have to know your metrics and you have to know how to track them and win. If you don't, right, we talked about this before. If you don't know your numbers, then how do you even know what, how you're doing in your business? So right. one of the best ways to do that is to be able to track in your business, um, track what you're doing, analyze it, which isn't glamorous. It's not the pretty side of what we do. No, 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 it's not, not at all. I mean, but if in all reality, you think about it, the pretty side of our business is about 20%. Yes. The 80% is the non-sexy stuff where you need to sit down, bury your head in numbers and analytics and and then and, and, and contract writing. And I don't know, all those pieces that just need to happen in order for you to do the pretty stuff. It's so true. And I also think too, that when we are doing this, the, the basis of doing it and, and measuring it is to know how we're doing with our social media strategy. And maybe, maybe you're saying right now too, that you don't even have a social media strategy. <laughs> are you posting with intention? Or are you just posting because you know, you have to do it or you have pretty pictures and you enjoy it and you can't wait to show people, you know, the last wedding you did or the last arch or bridal bouquet, but what's the intention behind it? Mm. Are you trying to sell something? Are you trying to make people aware of it? Right. And have you looked at your analytics and your insights lately to find out what what are people most interested in? Mm. So true. It's like building a structure of a sort with your Lego blocks. Yes. You need to know how those Lego blocks relate to each other and what makes sense in order for your, I don't know, let's say we're building a house or a car with this little Lego pieces for it to be actually standing alone and be functional and productive and, 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 and. So we got to start with the end in mind, mm -hmm. right? So where are we going? You can't just track one single metric, right? It right. won't give you a full picture. So you have to determine the reporting time frame. Okay. So are you, what's your goals? Are you going to look at it weekly, monthly, quarterly? I think you should do all of them, but let's be realistic. Most aren't probably doing it at all. So right. let's say, okay, maybe monthly, maybe you just start out with monthly, or maybe you just need to go back quarterly. And for some of you probably should just look at it for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> right. <laughs> just look at it. Don't be scared. I'll look yeah. at it. But numbers don't lie. I mean, it's sim- It's just as that simple. Numbers right. do not lie, right? We can have all kinds of feelings around those numbers or whatever we're doing. You know, we again, I mean, we can think like, hey, I just, I don't know, rolled out this marketing campaign or whatever this was. And I think it's doing great because I got a client. Is it really? Though? Right. You know, did, did you get the proper ROI for your in, investment that you just made? So until you start tracking, you're really not going to know. Some people are like, what is ROI? Okay, well, let's start with the basics then. Return on investment. Yes. Okay. What's the return on investment for the time you're spending posting on social media? Is there any? Is it just for your friends to say, oh my gosh, you did a great job. Oh, your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if it's your mom and your aunt and your best friend, those don't count. Sorry. Yeah. I hate to say this. Yeah. My mom's my best cheerleader. Yeah. My mom, my, my mom literally hands down is my best cheerleader on uh, Facebook. And um, of course, if she ties with all the Armenians, so she doesn't type anything, but she'll send all kinds of like just and emojis and things like that. And sometimes like 20 of them for one post. And it's just hilarious. I'm like, just keep it coming, mom. It's all good. What I'm saying is they're like, those don't count. I mean, they do, you know, they still up your engagement a little bit, but those don't really count. Right. So they say they may be asking, so what do I track? Right. right. Yeah. That was, that was my question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So awareness, engagement, and conversion. Those are the real three. Right. Awareness as in? You know, are these, they, they show your current and potential audience. You know, what's the growth rate? What's the brand awareness? Like that's your impressions or your mentions or your shares. What is the reach? Right. 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 So those kinds of things matter. Okay. And then engagement is really who is engaging with you. And those could be comments, likes, shares, saves. Yes. So on. Yes. Okay. And then the conversion is how many clicked through a link and went Mm. to your, your links. Well, and we can talk about links too. Linktree, Linkedin, way down. You know, people can't see me, but right now I'm putting thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the biggest pet peeve I have about the this whole thing about the Instagram link tree. Actually, not Instagram link tree. Yeah. Yes. Thank, thank you, thank you for being like, hey, Christy, what are you doing? You still have link tree up? Yeah. Like, oh, oh my gosh. I know I need to practice what I preach. And ever since I did that, engagement on my website mm-hmm. has been has skyrocketed. That's wow. the difference, right? Yeah. That's a huge difference. That's so funny. Um, not the topic of the conversation, but I guess let's talk about the link tree for a hot second here. Why the link tree did not work, I have no idea. I'm not an Instagram expert. I don't work for Instagram. I can not confirm or deny any of these things. The thing that I can tell you is what I've seen personally, is that Linktree almost get downgraded by Instagram or frowned upon, if you will. I have no idea why we look at Instagram at this big boogeyman that, oh, if I do this, they're going to be upset about it. But they're not. They don't really care. Honestly, it's just the algorithm is not going to favor this particular thing if there's a link, right? Because a lot of the times, I think some of those things, and I could be 100% wrong on this, but they read some of these things as bot behaviors and things like that because the purpose of Instagram is socializing, 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 socializing amongst people and people and businesses and businesses to businesses. It's all about that personal connection that they're trying to create. So anytime anything acts and behaves like a robot or an automation or anything like that, Instagram immediately frowns upon and your algorithms drop. So I think 
probably because of the link tree is every, you know, if like half the Instagram accounts are using a link tree, all of a sudden it's like, wait, what's going on here? Like you can't all just go into the same domain and spread from split from there or whatever. The other side of that is if you're using a link tree, nothing wrong with that. Okay, fine. Just do you, you do you. But what you're doing essentially is you're promoting link tree, not your links. Because what's happening is they're going to Linktree first, then being redirected to your website. So you're actually promoting Linktree's business, not yours. So now let's revert this for a minute. You're like, okay, well, thanks. Like you just gave me thousand no's, give me a yes. Here it is. Create your own. On your own website. It's a landing page right? It literally is a landing page that you can sketch to look like a link tree. If you don't do your website backend, don't stress. Take a link tree on anybody's Instagram that you're like, oh, this is beautifully done. I like this. This is what I want mine to look like. Screenshot that, send that to your web guy. I guarantee you they can create that for you with all the links you want them to be. Actually, Canva oh, yes. has, has it where you can create your own infographic with the links that you need off your website. Yeah. So it's easy to do. But in addition to that, you know, I've had people say, well, then why not just keep it my website? And I'm like, because what Linktree has given people the understanding is if you want to people to go quicker to see so many more things that you have available at a quick notice, those call to action buttons, Mm -hmm. those hot buttons there are really super important. Right. So, I guess let's clarify. The link tree links are not the menu bar of your website. Right. So think about this. Let that sink in for a minute. So example, let's say you have a promotional product that you're selling today or this week or whatever, something just, just happening right now. There is a coupon to an event. There is a um, Mother's Day pre-order or whatever, or a workshop you're doing or whatever it is, right? Or it's a blog that you do, your recent blog. So rather than, and I guess let's backtrack for a hot second. The reason Linktree became so popular and so successful was because Instagram would allow you only to have one link on your website. Yeah, if, in your bio. Right, in your bio, I'm sorry. And if if you're like me, I have the flower business, then I have my podcast, right? And they're two separate things from each other, and yet they're kind of connected. So I have to then choose which link I want in there, and I kind of wanted both. Just, just as a simple example. So like they'll click that one link then opens up this menu of links. And again, you don't want it to be more than four or five because you don't want them to scroll. That's not the idea. Think about it, what that looks like on a phone. Forget about the desktop because most people are going to access that from your uh, from their phone, right? From the Instagram directly. So what what is that going to look like? Does it fit in that screen? without scrolling and that's what you want. So control yourself. You don't need 17 links in there. And again, it's not your menu bar. So like the, it'll say weddings, it'll say podcast, uh, latest episode gallery. or right. Or yeah, the gallery or the Florana summit or something like that. Or and then pricing tool. Yes. Or your lead generate lead magnet generator, right? Whatever that is. And just have one that says website. Because if somebody goes, I just want to see about this person, have that option for them as available as well, perhaps, right? If you have the room, of course. But you basically give them this backdoor access to certain things without them going through the entire, you know. Without them going to your homepage first and then trying to figure out your navigation at the top. Because most people are doing that on their cell phones, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if your website isn't set up with a quick, quick look, quick glimpse, 
Mm -hmm. Here's what's on my website where you can look. It's really giving you the opportunity to access. They're giving access to you quicker on what they're interested in. Absolutely. And then here's the magic that happens after that. There's two things that happen. A, your SEO actually gets bumped up because people click on your link directly on your website link or your lending page directly, not through Linktree. Okay. Also, the best part is now because these are all your pages, these are all on your website, every single website, I don't care who hosts the website has analytics of a sort. I can tell you what the Kajabi one looks like. I can probably tell you, I may still remember what the WordPress looked like, although I would not want to get back into the WordPress ever again, but that's besides the point. Whatever it is, you have analytics. Now you can go and look at it and kind of coming back to traction. I'm sorry, tracking things, right? So allows you to track your stuff performance much better than you could ever. Yeah. Squarespace has it. Show it. it. Wix. I don't care who's who. Shopify had it. Yeah. Which site you're using to host, they all have analytics Mm -hmm. and it really is so incredible to look and see where are people going? Where are people going when they click through? So Mm -hmm. that's the conversion part, right? At the minimum, everybody should be tracking engagement. And, you know, that can be measured in in a number of ways. Some include, you know, the engagement is your likes plus your comments divided by your number of followers. And then you times that by a hundred. That's how you can find that out. You can talk about your engagement by reach, which is your likes plus your comments divided by the total reach times a hundred. Then you can say, okay, what's my engagement by impressions, likes and equals comments, then times the, I mean, divide by the total impressions times a hundred. Those are the things. The other one is growth rate. Do you want to know how fast you're growing? Like Instagram will tell you how fast you're growing on there. But if you want to think about like looking at it somewhere else, essentially your growth rate is your net new followers divided by your total followers by a hundred. Then you can see how much you've grown. But if you don't have a starting point or if you haven't ever done it before, how can you tell a month from now if you've grown? How can you tell if your engagement has gotten better? So there's also, you know, metrics on your email marketing. You and right. I know that I'm a fan of email marketing. <laughs> you know, it's so important. And Google Analytics too, right? So we've talked about the whole social media side of things. Oh, for starters, you guys need to have a business or a creator account in order for you to get analytics for your social media. If you yeah. don't and you're doing a business, you need to change that yesterday. And I'm not a social media expert here, but there's at least those few pieces I know for sure to be true, right? And so moving on, I mean, there's also um, the Google Analytics, right? So you should have Google My Business account set up, right? So there's- If, you, if you're taking yourself seriously and have a business, right. you need to have that. Claim your business if you haven't already. And there are so many tools in there. My goodness. You don't need to do click whatever- advertisement with Google, which they're going to encourage you every five seconds, ignore it, just move on. But look at those analytics that are coming out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just fantastic. So true. And it's so robust. Yeah, absolutely. What else can, um, can they track, um, Christy? In, in video, your video, doing video is going to help and increase your analytics and metrics across the board. And I don't care if it's having video on your website, having video in your social media posts, all of that is going to make a huge difference. 
So if you want to grow and grow fast, right? it's not my favorite thing to do. Um, neither is mine, but <laughs> I've almost gotten to the point where it's like, we're just going to go with this. This is it. And literally <laughs> shoot points. Just, you know, or point play and just go with it. Yes, yes. Honestly, being in front of the camera is not a video camera. That is, is not the most natural thing to do for most people. You know, it's kind of a skill. It's a learned skill, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, for some reason, everybody all of a sudden acts weird the minute you turn the video on, you know, including me. It's just like you don't know what to do with yourself because you're overanalyzing this thing. Okay, is my body in the right direction facing? Or what do I do with my hands? What do I do with my face, my hair, whatever. Just be yourself, you know, yeah, just, be yourself. just be yourself. Yeah. I, I think it was Sean. I think that suggested this Sean Michael Foley. <laughs> this was like some time ago when we were talking about Florana videoing, he said he would put like a little small little mirror above where the screen recorded recorder would be essentially. So then you're looking at yourself while you're talking, which makes you appear you're talking to the camera and not to into this void. Because most of us, when it's just you and I, I mean, it's just you, you're going to talk at, look at yourself. Yes. Just, you do because yes. you, you want to look at somebody when you're talking to and or trying to have a conversation with somebody. Like right now I'm looking at Christy while I'm having this recording. I am yet to look up, you know, while to the camera, which yeah, right. I just did a minute ago, right? It's just weird. <laughs> but in order for you to be engaging in, in, in the video, you do need to look at the camera, actually not kind of away. I mean, I feel like we should do an episode on like video recording, like just yeah, by well, itself. Even, uh, you know, those little eyes that you can buy that jiggle yeah. the eyes over by the, <laughs> by your camera, your webcam. Right. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I need to look at you. Hello. So, yeah. Something that makes you look at that spot or within close enough of that spot so that you're not looking like you're looking at the floor or at the ceiling or somewhere else or into the window and, you know, and just talking because that's not engaging. So um, anyways, well, you know, this was, this was quite a bit. I feel like we gave a lot of homework. So <laughs> that's literally what it felt like. I feel like I just give, we just give everyone like a bunch of homework to do. So show up, come up to the clubhouse, tell us what you're tracking, what you're not tracking, what was confusing, what you have questions about and all DM us both, Christy and me. It's all in the show notes. You can literally click and go and, you know, ask away if you can't be on a clubhouse. I think we forgot to mention last time, if you have a iPhone and you're not on a clubhouse, send us a DM. We'll be happy to extend an invitation for you to be on a clubhouse. But other than that, is there anything else to uh, to add, Christy? I don't think so. All moment. right. So. All right. I guess class is dismissed. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you everyone for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week.